This is live from my office. Steve Cochran, oddly enough, live in my office. And today, it's an oldie and a goodie. I say old because he is, good because he is. It's my friend Paul Coit. He's live in London. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. Very important things and things that are really stupid. Because that's what friends are for. So stand by for an update from an actual Englishman with an actual English accent. He classes up the joint. In the meantime, I invite you to listen to the radio show. I'm on WLS every single morning. And ask yourself, have you told 10 or 20 people that I'm back on the radio? Hmm? Have you? Have you? Please uh, spread the word. The Steve Cochran Show on the radio. 5.30 to 9, Monday through Friday on the Big 89 WLS in Chicago. You can stream it anywhere in the world. You can get it on any of your smart devices. Even some of your devices that aren't so smart. And I appreciate your support. So, uh, stand by now for the great Paul Coit. And then stand by after, and I'm sure I'll have other important things to tell you. Here on Live from My Office. Paul Coit today, he's on the show to say Whatever's on his mind, both critical or kind Paul Coit is from way across the pond Where Big Ben bells will ring and fish and chips are king Capital Gold and Virgin Radio Sony Award and Talks for Breakfast host Bobby Moore Club and Wembley House MC A trained auctioneer, just pay appearance fee Learned a lot about the states with his family A trip to visit and prove their expertise Like when you order a cheeseburger plain Here say with or without cheese Oi! And Paul Coy today will speak his British way Not upper class refined He'll speak his bloody mind Well, nothing makes me happier to say my friend Paul Coit's on with us Good morning, Paul, or good afternoon, or whatever time it is where you are, Paul I have no idea what time it is, but good morning to you. Thank you. How are you? I haven't spoken to you for so long. It has been too long. Am I off the blacklist now? No, you're not. You're never on the blacklist. Look, you and I uh, stay in contact regularly. We would talk every day if you didn't live in London and I didn't live in Chicago. It's only an ocean and two nations keeping us apart. We'd be like Jack Klugman and not Tony Randall. It would have been Jack Lemmon in the film, wouldn't it? Yes, but the classic TV show was Tony Randall. Now, that would make me Oscar and you, Felix, because you'd be the persnickety neat one. Yes, that would be me. Mm -hmm. That would be me. So was Jack. Jack was in the TV series as well, though, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Jack Lemmon. Jack Klugman was in that. Jack Klugman, not Jack Lemmon, yes. I interviewed the both of them together when they were doing The Odd Couple in London. This was about 95, 96 and uh, yeah, that was that was an amazing experience. I love those those two. Well, I told you from uh, my b- brief foray into acting in the '90s, Jack Le- of all the people yeah. you and I have been lucky enough to meet, we've met just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jack Jack Lemon to this day remains my favorite uh, celebrity um, because cool. because he is just a, 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 he was just the best guy. He was amazing. But what is a worry to me though is all the people that we have met and interviewed and speak about. Unfortunately, most of them are now dead. So all the alive ones, it's, you know, it's like when they go the, the equivalent of now, it's like, what? Who? Who are they? What do they do? What channel are they on? Where do I find them? But they were the proper stars, weren't they? My well, friend? but they you know what's funny stars. is the, the last time I was fired, I was 59. Yeah, 59. Yeah. And I didn't have to work anymore. I was lucky. I did okay. And 
I, I drifted. Yeah. I could have drifted off and drifted away, and then that little COVID thing showed yeah. up. So for a couple of years, I was just doing a podcast, and you're a regular guest on Live from My Office, and download yeah. it and like it and all that wherever you can. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. But in the meantime, you know this. Based on what you just said, it's true. The only reason I came back to radio is because I was out of stories. Um, <laughs> I needed new stories. Yeah, and and then when you do do the stories, they're going, who are they? What are they? When was that? <laughs> and you know what? You know the thing I really can't stand is if you talk about anybody and they go, oh, I wasn't born then. And it's like, what do you mean you weren't born then? So what right. difference does that make? Right. It's like, have you ever heard of Queen Victoria? None of us were born then. Right. It's like, well, you, well oh, I wasn't born then. So that's one that really gets me. That's a, that's a real generation. What are we? Why? X? I don't even know what generation they are. But those people that just say, I wasn't born then, that's no excuse. Yeah, walk it no off. We're part of history. Yeah. Dust us off and uh, listen. Anyway. And, the and the ability to tell a great story. And to tell a story in an entertaining way, uh, you know, that's a gift you have. It's a gift I like to tell people I have. And, uh, you know, I think about the great Brits uh, to be able to tell a story. I, I, I don't, you and I haven't talked about it much. I think Graham Norton's one of the best. Yeah, he's very good. And uh, there's a young fellow called by the name of David Niven. Are you familiar with him? I am familiar with him. One of the all-time greats. That's a gun. You know, they're called raconteurs. They're raconteurs. And then they can tell a story. And, and, and David Niven always said, well, I mean, this, uh, most of it apparently wasn't true. It happened to other people. But why ruin a good story for the sake of a few facts is what I've always said. But although everything I've always said has been 100% true, and you know that. All right. Now, who is your favorite American celebrity storyteller? I think I know the answer to this. Uh, but go ahead. Oh, I don't know. My favorite American story. I, I don't know. I feel you're like you've told me before, and we agreed on this because we've both had a chance to talk to him. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks tells a great story. Tom Hanks. Oh, you, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I met, yeah, when people that I've met over the years. Yeah, brilliant man with time and quite happy. Uh, the, the, although I still remember, I was really hoping that Kurt Russell once would do his Elvis. Because you remember when he was in Elvis the movie, sure. wasn't it? Like, like sure. kind of broke and um, and I remember saying to saying, I said, listen, can you do the line from Elvis the movie? And he said, well, there's a lot. What are you talking about? And I could tell he, he started getting uncomfortable. I said, the, the line where you go, Lisa Marie, Dad has got to go on stage right now. I just want to say, Dad, I love you. And it was like, and then he was he was going, well, I, I don't remember. I said, look, can you just do it for me? Can you just do it for me? Right. And he said, it took me months to get into the part. So <laughs> I couldn't do it justice. It's like, come on. Give me a break. You know, that's other people would just go in and do it, do it for fun. Yeah, nobody's going to grade you. Craft too seriously. Took it too seriously. Right, right. So anyway, yeah, so, yeah. And by the way, the youngest uh, uh, name that you all would recognize that Paul and I have brought up so far is Tom Hanks, and I think he's 69. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Now, you told me, <laughs> you know, the world is a, the world is a, is a, 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 a beautiful and a fascinating and a terribly frightening place. We're going through this horrible yeah. thing in the Mideast right now. And you told me something this morning I did not know, that you did a show um, from the Holy Land. Was this a radio show? You know what? This is, is the worst case of getting wires crossed that you would ever... Oh, so you didn't do a radio show from there. 
I did a radio show from the World Conquer Championships. Oh, this is for the story I'm going to bring up. Okay, I thought you had done a remote oh broadcast from the Middle me. East. All right, well, let me shift the question then. London oh is one goodness. of London is is my favorite city uh, outside of Chicago. In London has yeah. probably more of a diverse population than any major city in the world. And a, right. a gigantic uh, Arab uh, uh, population in London as well. Yeah. So yeah. I hate to make you into a newsman here, but what's the state of the street? Is there tension? Is is yeah. have there been incidents? There's there's uh, a lot of Jewish people that have got worries that are sending their kids to school um, that are even saying, "Do not, you know, don't wear your blazer, don't wear your jacket with the badge on," because of fear of attacks on them. So it's a very worrying time. Of course it is. And, and you would be amazed the amount of people of, uh, who are Jewish who I've spoken to that have known people that have been caught up in this. I've spoken to just people that I've known. The new people that were at the rave. There's people that I know that this is just like a random amount of people that I've worked with and spoken to over the last couple of days that were actually at that kibbutz. Wow! Uh, just in the summer, I mean, it's it's incredible, and you would and and there, you know, there were the phrase there for the grace of God, etc. Yep, um, that were there, and they said, you know, we would see everything, but it's just completely terrifying, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, well, terrifying. Well, it, it really is, and you're closer than we are. Uh, um, you know, London is safely a good distance from the Middle East, and uh, oh, yeah. Chicago further than that. But this is the stuff that sparks talk of world conflicts. And world conflagrations, you hope some sense and sensibility comes to people, but I'm not quite sure how this ends, so we better have a good time in the meantime. Steve, this is the thing. Nobody knows how this ends. Everybody, you get different talk, you know, whether you get uh, the retribution there from Israel that goes uh, to the, uh, that heads over to the Gaza Strip, whereas, of course, it's Hamas that have committed it, and do Palestinian people then suffer for that? So there's the argument about that, whereas the uh, Israelis are saying, you know, we've got to defend our homeland. We can't put up right. with this because this is the most worst atrocity. So it's such a difficult, and you don't know where this ends. How can you actually look at this and go, you know what, we can probably pull this together. You know, we can probably talk about it. After atrocities like that, and and when feelings are running so deep and so angry, yeah, I mean, and this is what it's like for, to be so many thousand miles away where we are, and to be in the middle of it, you know, it's it, it doesn't bear thinking about where it goes from here. So it is it is a terrifying time, not just for there, but for here, but for the whole world. Yeah, and the point you make is true. The Palestinian-Israeli argument uh, that has gone on for centuries uh, will continue to go on, uh, but there is nothing to argue about when you have terrorists killing children and babies. You have no stance, and those terrorists have no stance, and they have to be stopped. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just an incredibly worrying time and I wish you well in London because of the diversity of the population and the size of your city, you know, the tension we have here is nothing in comparison. So, you know, like everything else, just say a prayer if you're inclined and I hope you are. Yep. Absolutely. I know that. And, um, um, let, let's hope something happens. I mean, I, I, we can't even say, oh, well, let's hope it gets resolved soon. It's not going to be resolved. Soon. No, there's no um, real way to get there. How? It's just the you know the least amount of deaths possible because there's going to be more, and it's just a, and like I say, it's a terrifying time. What more can you say? So much is being said about it. Everybody's got their own different views about you know oh well there's this one and this one, but the the, the main thing there's one story on, and that's the absolute atrocity, and and it can't 
be any worse than what we've seen over the weekend, right. can it? it just no, can't. it's just hideous. And the more you hear, the worse it gets. Uh, you know, I, I pride myself on my ability to transition from anything to anything. <laughs> so stand by for an awkward speed bump yeah. here. But there are okay. other things on my list I want to address with you, not the least Fine. of which is mm-hmm. your affiliation with uh, one of the world's great soccer clubs, the Spurs, yeah. where we've yep, seen yep. NFL football for the past couple of weekends in that fabulous Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And yep. your your team is off to a terrific start. It's It's incredible. It's just incredible. They are top of the Premier League. And it's all down to a fellow who's Australian called Ange Postacoglu, who nobody would ever think an Australian could come over here. So anyway, Ange, he's, he's like 57, 58, was, was an Australian football manager. He was originally Greek and went over to Australia when he was a kid, uh, got into football or soccer, and then things started working out. But it was only at a certain level. And then Celtic in Scotland, um, in Glasgow, took him on. And everybody was like, what is this? How, how can this guy do anything? Had success. But then it's like, well, you know, it was only Scotland. Comes to football, comes to uh, the Premier League, Spurs take him and think, okay, well, let's give this guy a go. And he plays in a way that Spurs, that Tottenham Hotspur were born to play, which is attacking, exciting, entertaining football. It's what we always did. We wouldn't always win, but you'd always go home entertained, which is the way I like to live my life. So not only is he playing this football, which is entertaining the fans, but you know what? They're winning as well. How about that? And so at the moment, it's just incredible for all us Spurs fans. It's just fabulous. So, you know, nobody's going to go, oh, it's going to go on forever. But it's, a, it's just bringing a huge smile to everybody's face because it's been so bad over the past few years. Yeah. So this guy's made a huge difference. Yeah, and Harry Kane, the superstar of the Premier League and the lifelong yep. member of the Spurs, has moved on. Yep. And he's playing in Germany yep. now. And, you know, I got to tell you, nobody's missing him at this point. Oh, no, I tell I mean, Harry, I mean, you're now thinking, you know, it's all very well going over with your, your strudel and your, your beer and your, your <laughs> lederhosen, and which is, and you know what, and it sounds like I'm making some German sweeping statement, but if you look at the pictures, that's pretty much what he's been doing at Oktoberfest. Sure. He's now thinking, maybe if I just stay one more year, just one more yeah. year, because the reason he went was because he wasn't winning anything, and now... And now look. Harry, Harry, what are you doing? Come back again. He'll have to cry in his 100-pound notes. Um, yes. All right, so let me take on another Harry here in one of your least yes. favorite topics, and that's Prince Harry. Um, yes. You have no time or tolerance for the Prince Harry Meghan nonsense. Obviously, no. you're aware that it's still a hot topic here uh, often. And uh, recently, like in the past several days, we've heard that Prince Harry is rumored to have just about had enough and he just wants to go home. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? I've gone along with the ride for so long. Now this Hollywood thing, I'm just bored. Just send me home. I just want to go home. Right. And uh, she's not going to want to go. She's not going to go. I mean, if anybody you know is in charge, I think we know who that is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's whether Harry's going to come. Is, is he going to come back? And is he going to be welcome back? I wonder. Well, Again, what do the tabloids say? Because you guys, you guys have this tabloid business uh, in London that they just live on rumors, yeah. and sometimes they prove out to be, in fact, facts. Well, what are they saying about this? Is Harry coming home? Well, well, well there's rumors that he wants to return to his old lifestyle again. I'm not really sure what his old lifestyle was, but the only reason, the only way that I will actually find out the truth is probably the series after the next series after the next series um, of, uh, of seeing the Royals. What is the name of the show? What are the names of it, goodness sake? 
It's the, it's the crown. Oh, you're talking about the crown. The crown. The crown. The crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crown. I mean, so it was only going to be called like one or two things. I still can remember. So I'll have to wait for that to come out. But um, you know what? It could well be. I can't see that this is going to end. And well, it's going to be all happy and smiley and flowers and everybody's having a lovely time. It's just this brand. And I just think it's, I think he'll just get a little upset and ostracized from everything. But whether he's going to come back, I don't know. But I personally think eventually he probably will. But how are we going to react to it? It's like, oh, now you're coming back with your tail between your legs, Mr. Aren't you? Yeah, it's so we'll not going to be pretty, but he does get a castle or two in the process. So maybe he picks that. Yeah. Um, exactly. All right. Now, there's there's a, a story here I want to get to before I get to the, the main reason that we're talking today sure. uh, with the holidays coming up in holiday tradition. But prior to that. Uh, I can't tell you that I paid enough attention because whenever I'm in your town, I'm busy and I'm running around, I'm doing things. So I'm not watching television. But are there advertisements, commercials for erectile dysfunction medicine the way there is here where they're on constantly? Of, did you say, can you believe that my phone just slightly cut out for a second? Did you actually say, are there adverts for erectile dysfunction? Is that, is that what the question was? That's what the question was, and I like how you pretend you don't know what the product is. Um, erectile <laughs> dysfunction meds, yeah. um, is it a regularly promoted and advertised thing there in, in London and in the U.K.? Well, mainly not because all British men are so virile, as you probably know. So it's not really required in this country. And also, it's not just a stiff upper lip we have there, Steve. So the thing is, we will discuss those sorts of things. We're only just def- we're only just beginning to discuss hemorrhoid cream. I understand. So we'll just have to see how things go. It's only it's early days with hemorrhoid cream. So if we get used to that, then we may you may, may you uh, move elsewhere. But it's not a big thing that you see advertised on TV. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's appearing. It is appearing. But why is it? Why, why you ask? Why the reason I ask is a story came out from a scientific organization that said yeah. zapping that area of any man who's, who's dealing with it with low wave, low, low force radio waves um, it can, in fact, improve performance. And they specifically referenced AM talk radio, AM talk radio oh. waves could actually cure really? erectile dysfunction. So my point was, that's generally an older listener anyway, so it can't be that you're just listening or we wouldn't have the problem to begin with, so you have to get a radio and apparently sit on it. Is it the timbre of your voice, Steve? Is that what it is? That's the only hope. Is that what it is? It's the only hope. All of a sudden, it's, 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 something is rumbling down under and therefore <laughs> it, it's making the movement. I well, when we or bought, I, you're younger than I am, but you remember transistor radios, the little radios, little portable course. radios. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we bought uh, a handful of transistor radios and uh, I regret using the word hand. And uh, we are giving these away to listeners to try and I'm trying to get some people, you know, in the fashion industry, because it's going to shock you. I don't know a lot of people in the fashion industry to come up with radio pants or boner pants. You know, something with a pouch, like a reverse kangaroo pouch where you could drop yeah. the transistor radio in it. And therefore, you'd I have direct I, contact. You have to be careful, though, because there's a lot of old transistor radios that we've had over the years with, with battery leakage. So you've got to be very careful with that. Make sure... It's a fresh transistor. Don't go any old transistor radio grabbing those from the 1970s because you may get battery leakage right. and then you get burnage. Right. And quite frankly, you're not going to get any movement whatsoever. But maybe these people are, are huge radio fans and maybe it's the, could it be the radio that's doing this? Well, I don't or, know because do we, you, tell me, you tell me I'm going to uh, continue this by dropping a radio into my pants now 
Alright, Paul, can yeah. you still hear me? Can you hear yes, me? Yes, I can. I, I got you. I got, All right, I got now, you. if this was me going you're on... you're worried about hearing you. Yeah. If this was going on now, and the radio is properly positioned, does it make you feel more randy? Um, in the, you know, in the, in the words of Austin Powers, do I make you yeah. horny, baby? Do I? I tell you what, I'm not being funny, but I'm... There's, there's, there's something funny going on, and I would like it to stop immediately. That's all right. <laughs> so we're not kidding about that. So that's what's going on on my show. So obviously I'm doing the highbrow stuff. Uh, the, yeah, one no, of the other, not, that's incredible. One of the other stories that came our way was a British yeah. holiday tradition. And I was not familiar with this. And this is what we referenced at the top. This is yeah. actually a show that you once did from the World Conquer. Am I pronouncing that right? Conquer, Conquer? Yeah. Yeah. Do you not have Conquer's? Conquer. We do not have Conquer's. World Conquer Championships. Uh, and right. the World Conquer Championship is just one of many fabulous and unique uh, traditions in your country. So what are Conquer's? I can't believe. Do you have horse chestnut trees? I don't conquers. know. Conquer's. They're like, they're like chestnuts. And let me ask, let me ask Tom. Tom knows everything. Do we have I'm chestnut amazed. trees? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's looking into it. Yeah, well, we look, think we do. You would know. You would know. You have every autumn, mm-hmm. you have those like green, they're like apple things with spiky bits, and mm-hmm. they would fall off the trees, and inside them would be these perfect conkers. I can't, you must have them in the country, surely. They're everywhere. Every, every are those buckeyes? Is that the what the Ohio State team has on their helmet? Is that what they're, are, they, are those the same thing as buckeyes? Are they the conkers? I think the buckeyes might be the conkers. Every every autumn, all around the country, and ever since I was a little boy. So what you would do, you as a kid, you, you would go around and collect, because they're always beautiful and shiny, and then you'd open up. It's like getting a Christmas present. You open up the green casement, and then inside would be this perfect conker. So then they're from horse chestnut trees. So then what you would do is drill a hole in the conker. Okay. And then With your conker drill that every boy has? Listen, everybody had a conquer trail. Or get your father or a grown-up to put the hole in the conquer for you. Or use a braddle uh, and make a hole with that. Or a screwdriver. So anyway, once you've got the hole there, then you put a lace through it, like a shoelace, tie a knot in it. So mm-hmm. you can imagine, it's like a clacker. You know, you've got, you've got the conquer on the... You've got me on the end of the string. So then you would play conkers at school. Everybody would bring theirs in. And then what you would do is aim at the other conquer, and you'd each take turns until the other conquer broke. So if the other conquer broke, the winning conquer would be one or a two or a three and then you would be like the champion conquer player. So, every so you would hold out, you'd hold out your conquer at arm's length, and I get to take a swing Correct. at it? 100%. That's how it would work. Wow. And then the other one would do the same. So everybody, uh, but they banned it at school because these days, I mean, they're for goodness sake, snowflakes. You would you flick the conquer and sometimes catch a knuckle, which would be painful, but that's part of the game. So the conquer World Conquer Championships, which happens in Ashton in Northamptonshire every year, um, <laughs> they still do this. They, and they, there's rules. You can't bake your conquers. You've never baked your conquers, have you? Steve? No, but if I did, I'd need an AM radio to sit on. So, so uh, that's what they would do. And, the, and they're worried because there's not as many conquers around this year. As normally. Now, I did a, an outside broadcast, this is about 25, 30 years ago, from the World Conquer Championships. It was a Sunday morning, and I did it on my radio show. And I'm still very proud that the managing director of the radio station came up to me afterwards and said, that was the worst outside broadcast 
I had ever heard in my entire career. And we had a reunion, and I even brought it up with him, and I said, I never forgot you said that. So, yeah, I, I'm claimed to that is fantastic at the World Conquer Championship. And I thought it was rather good myself. There is but nothing there that makes me happier than hearing management hate something I do. It's a great thrill. <laughs> and nothing thrills me more. Uh, well, you've learned a lot. Let's review. You learned that the Spurs are hot. You learned that Prince Harry yeah. may want his castle back. Paul learned oh, yeah. about the AM radio craze to fix ED. I and I learned all about conquers and how you don't want a soft conquer. You want a hard conquer. Why does everything Indeed. sound dirty today? I don't know. Congratulations on your terrible broadcast from the World Conquer Championships, Paul. And thank you for being here, of course, on Live from My Office, but also on the Big 89 WLS. Always my pleasure. Thanks to the executive producer of Live from My Office, Ross Cochran. You may think, well, Cochran, hmm, I wonder if he's related. Yes, he's my son. And frankly, I don't pay him that well. So the thank you goes a long way. He puts together these Live from My Office shows. I think we've done about 400 now. And it's always cool to look at some of the stats. Live from my office is heard in 24 countries last time I looked around the world. So that's cool. Uh, please make your country one as well and give it a listen. And join us next time when we do a brand new episode of my favorite podcast, Live from my office. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis and then Chicago twice, top-rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. A-list celebs with some laughs and great info. Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No better place to be. So glad you're with me. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.